before we start with fucking everything, anything, we need to talk about this fucking guy at the end of the day, man. <laughs> hold up, hold up. My name is Tanner. <laughs> this is Dustin. His name is fucking Mr. Rhetorical. I don't know if y'all ever work retail before, but fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> so explain. Okay, this guy, we call him Mr. Rhetorical. Um, he comes in, right? I remember him well. This, he is a man of legend. Um, he's like a rare Pokemon that you want to try and collect. <laughs> no, you want to avoid this guy as much as fucking possible. Oh. You see him walk in and you walk the other fucking way. I disagree. I'm the like... last person who doesn't notice his presence <laughs> is the one unlucky enough to bear with him for the next 45 to fucking three hours. At least, man. Minimum. Um, lately he's been making a habit of coming in right when you guys are closing. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. always delightful. He, uh, does not have a concept of time <laughs> or at least the respect of other people's. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this guy comes in, man, we work at a wood shop, right? And people come in with their designs and glorious ideas and plans and you know, people range from like uh, well planned, and they come with a list of shit they want <laughs> to an idea with no thought whatsoever what it's going to go into it. And then this guy comes, and he's just on another level. <laughs> um, I don't know if he knows what the idea is before he walks in. I think he get he comes to get inspired <laughs> mm -hmm, <laughs> and mm -hmm. needs company. <laughs> he needs company. company. That's for fucking damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. He'll come in. You know what? I've learned to I've learned to enjoy him because it's a particular brand of chaos. Um that's uh that that that's I find quite delightful at this stage of my life. Um Yeah, but even even then it's like at the end <laughs> still too by much. the end it's just like okay, come on, hurry up, let's go. <laughs> we closed ten minutes ago. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. He, uh, he understands direction, I realized. Um, in what way? I, well, I started to get firm with him, right? I learned his name at one point. He hasn't been in in a while. <laughs> He's already forgot it. And I was just Call like, Gary. come on, Larry. Gary? Sure. Go it. Yeah, go for it. Larry. All right, Larry. Um, you got to get the fuck out. <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, shit. Like, you give him, he's like, oh, oh but I'm not done my thing. And I'll be like, we are, we, we all leave. <laughs> we're all, we're all going home. I don't know if you want to sleep here, but you're going to have to make a choice fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, ah, shit. All right. I get it. Like, if you're like, I would like you to leave. He's like, I would like not to, but if you're like, the store is closing. He's like, oh, that I understand. <laughs> <laughs> These are words that are ringing true. <laughs> um, it never ceases to fail that this fucking guy will, uh, nice enough will like just not he'll not fucking have a plan he'll just like flying on the seat of his pants the whole time mm -hmm. and like his limitations and his deadlines are completely based on what you give him yeah <laughs> and feed him <laughs> and he needs guidance and that's yeah fine. that's fine. but he's also like very like he's one of those like hagglers like i don't want to pay that much blah blah blah, blah. give <laughs> oh, yeah, me a discount yeah, yeah. and it's like the amount of time invested is not worth what we're actually about to sell him i mean i don't think he buys anything does he does he, he does he every he once in a while but it's usually like 15 dollars worth for the hour i spend fucking <laughs> telling him the prices on everything we have in the store <laughs> everything every time yeah too. every time he'll come in and ask the same questions and get like 
he's he he can't he's coming for years and he'll ask like he's now up to 31 questions that he's built one question at a time every time he come in with <laughs> yeah, the yeah. same questions uh-huh. <laughs> and to get one step further in his plan to fix a fucking windowsill or some shit yeah uh, for like three years god bless uh whoever is windowsill he's trying to fix man but holy shit will he ever take so there's people right okay all right listen 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 I don't mind guiding people to where they need to go. I don't mind hearing your idea. I don't mind like hearing your vision and sharing mine and meeting somewhere in the middle. That's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's, um, he like has this fucking story, dude. That's like just out there so far off in the space that I need, you know, we need fucking NASA level engineering to try and reach him. And even at that point, it's like, we got to bring you back down to earth. Now that we've made contact, <laughs> We've got to like, we got to bring you down to earth. Uh, and that takes an hour, two hours, three hours. Like you said, it's bad. Uh, but then he resets, man. He'll leave <clears throat> and come back as a new man. Same shit. New alien. Yeah. With the same story. Um, yeah, it's, I don't want to like make fun of him. I kind of do. I mean, that's what we're doing. But like, where's the fucking line? Well, it's not even make fun of. It's just like, why? That is, it's what's why happening. Why does this keep happening? And that's the mystery I'm involved in, man. That's why I love him. I'm like, I gotta figure this out, man. <laughs> gotta figure it out. Well, at this point, like, you're not even talking to him anymore. It's everyone else that has to deal with him at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool to come back, you know, and like when you write like a, a sequel to a book and like the, char- <laughs> the characters from the old days come in to try and try. Mm-hmm. They see him from a distance and like, ah. I haven't seen him since before the pandemic. And like, I'm like, he's back. The man with door hinges. True, because he did, he did wait a while before he started coming back in f- somewhat regularly. Yeah, you have met him before, hey? I've been at least three or four times now. I'm sorry to hear that. I've only that. been there like a year. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? So he has, he's definitely come around. Maybe I just Well, it was like the him. first time it happened, maybe like two months into when I started working there. <laughs> and then I dealt with him for like- How was that? An hour, hour and a half. How was and that? I was like, was well, your... this is fruitless. <laughs> <laughs> fruitless. And <laughs> and then I would come back and then you and like a couple of people were like, oh, so you met him. And I was like, hey, what are you guys talking about? Like, oh, he does this a lot. And I was like, what? <laughs> No way. I was like, no every time? <laughs> he wastes everyone's time every time he comes in? Seriously? <laughs> and then he'll just walk out buying almost nothing. And some most of the time, nothing. So much of the time, nothing. And he'll ask like, so we sell like exotic woods, right? Like shit from around the world. And he'll just ask one million questions about about where it's from. Oh my god, I hate those questions. Like, where's it from? I was like, I don't fucking yeah, you, know. You don't know either. You know, I literally just started telling people, I'm like, South Africa. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, literally every time there's something, I was like, well, it's red. I would guess South America. And they're like, oh, nice. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. They're not cool. going to do fuck all of Yeah, them, that man. information is useless to them. They're going to tell their friends at a party and they're going to be like, oh, cool. Oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Google it. Oh, he lied to me. So, whatever. I'll just adjust. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it doesn't, it's not worth the. Yeah, like who fucking cares where it's Google from? it, It's man. a cool wood. Get over it. Yeah. It's dense and it has a pretty color. It ain't going to change your cabinet, man. Your cabinet doesn't have an accent. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> you were just as amazed as I was when I, the first time I saw purple wood and that's the, all the information you need. Shout out to Purple Heart. Fuck yeah, Purple Heart. <laughs> Google Purple Heart, Paduk right now. Blow your mind, man. <laughs> Paduk? Oh, fucking P-A-D-A-U-K. That's not how you thought it was spelled. P-A-D-A-U-K. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm the one that writes on the fucking wood. <laughs> I order this shit, dude. Yep. 
I remember when I wrote on the wood. <laughs> Spelled it wrong every time. Yeah, it was illegible anyways. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I literally was like, you talking, you think doctor notes are bad, dude? I wouldn't, I would, oh man, I was like, just etch-a-sketching on that shit. Literally etch-a-sketching. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where like, when I was first starting and I didn't know what woods are called, everyone would be like, yeah, just look on the wood, it'll be written somewhere. I was like, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Things are better with you there, I think. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> was kind of on my way out when you came in. Yeah, and that's good. You found you found a better place, I think, yeah. in the system. Oh, so much for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, specifically for you at the very least. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I was I more suited to the task anyways. Yeah. Um no no diss on you. No. You just found a better place. Yeah, that was yeah. more suited to you. I'm fine. Yep. 100%. And I mean, less suited for me to be honest. Yeah, and and ditto. And, and you try and I tried. Um <laughs> I'm so funny that the, within the first week, they're like, "Oh yeah, you can use a saw." Like, "Yeah, yeah, cool." And then you got tried got to me to make a crate, and I was like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> I was like, pretty much all the way done. <laughs> and then Marlon comes out and is like, "Hey, uh, why doesn't the lid come off?" I was like, "Oh, so I, I glued everything and I screwed." And he's like, "You glued it and then you screwed it." And I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "How are we gonna take the lid off?" And I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I came in the pry bar, took it off, and you never asked me to make a crate again. <laughs> Dude, I will never forget that. I'll never forget there was two crates actually, and you were building the second oh, one. Oh, I was halfway through the second one, and they realized the first one was glued <laughs> shut. So this guy's like, Marlon's like, "You didn't glue the lid, right?" Or like, "You're not supposed to glue the lids." And he's either gonna get it open. And you're like, "Oh shit!" And so you unscrewed it, took it off, and like. That was a save, and I saw see you silently walk out and grab the second crate. <laughs> the first crate I already made, and I was oh, like, yeah, I gotta pay, uh, <laughs> fix this quick. Uh, uh, <laughs> just laughing. That's good shit. We always test. We always like throw people in the shop and see if yeah. they like. If if even well, if I they mean, like, like I could have continued to build crates oh, for oh, you guys. Yeah, crates were fine. I, it would have been fine after that. Everything else was perfect about it. But <laughs> it's just funny that yeah. you never asked again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I, to be honest with you, you and Isaac starting around the same time. We, you both just kind of like. Mm-hmm. You just seem to go to to your paths, you know, wherever you. Yeah, you Isaac. Want to be. Isaac seemed more gung ho about going into the shop. Yeah, I think he was just more kind of scared about learning about doors and shit. Yeah, um, which I, is, I mean, fine. He's fine. He's doing it well now. Anyway, oh, he's great. I feel like that was a language barrier for him too. I remember fair, like anybody, fair. anybody like from a foreign country is always like scared to go on the phones and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Very true. And even like about. like learning about doors is fucking. <laughs> hard enough yeah. and and not really knowing what all the terms are huge learning curve at that especially not even knowing half the words not that he doesn't but yeah it's just harder for him to get there well it's amazing what he's doing man not yeah isaac spanish by the way yeah no yeah. He, he's great and, they, and he does a great fucking job dude yeah um um you asked me earlier uh something about we we uh decided to save it for the podcast oh it was something about my work in the shop from oh, I was asking you about um, how long it took you before you were actually like ready to do the doors. Basically, oh, yeah, like, yeah. were you like, because from where I came in, you were more or less on the way into the shop, mm. and then because everyone at that point when I showed up knew that Michael was leaving. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a little backstory um, mm-hmm. for the for the for the listeners. Um, we work at a wood shop that also makes doors and the shop is kind of a separate thing. Uh, I started in sales and then moved, uh, to, to the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, a, a shop guy that would make all the doors and he kind of, his yeah. name was Michael. Yeah. And he was 
He's perfect. Does everything oh, flawlessly. Great. Dude was crazy. Well, I mean, he did it for like 40 years. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I remember <laughs> I remember going in there and just cutting one. He was like, if it's not perfect, it's wrong. And I was like, I wasn't even an eighth off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, was like, you couldn't you couldn't take a measuring tape and, and like positively tell that I was wrong. And he was still like, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. He was 100% a Mr. Miyagi. Dude. Like, like, dude is crazy. He was so good. So many times, like learning from him, man, he would just, he would 100% have those moments of, show me, paint the fence. Yeah. <laughs> he was Taiwanese. I'm not. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, so when I got there, he was on his way out, and you were like, from what my position, you were like starting to get into it, hmm. and then he was just gone, and you were there. You just like soloed everything, and you were doing really well. And I was like, okay, so how long did it take you to get to that point, basically? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I had some practice, you know, a little bit of, um, uh, I had some practice. That wasn't my first. Um, when I first got there, I was super interested in the shop. A lot like what we were just talking about with with uh, you know you and Isaac. Um, I, where Isaac took more of an interest, and uh, I did too. I, I loved it. I love mechanics. I love. I mean, I think we talked about it before. Actually, my love of like mechanics and yep. grain elevators. And <laughs> yep. such. Episode one, baby. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, and uh, I was interested, so I wanted to go learn. Right. Uh, even just being in sales or whatever, trying to figure out shit. Um, I was like, that's really interesting. I want to, I want to go, um, I want to go do that. And eventually I got to whenever, um, Michael needed, so there's only one guy in that, <laughs> in that shop. Um, and, and he would just call on you whenever you needed it. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So he would, he would call for some help. Uh, and then he would teach me and, uh, and slowly you built up the skills. Yeah, correct. Basically. So like over, that was like a couple of years of me going in there every once in a while. Uh, and then he, then he was planning to retire. <laughs> so his retirement segment was probably at least a year, two, three years, yeah. more than that, dude. <laughs> yeah. He was retiring for a long time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so when he was planning to retire, I was looking like a pretty, uh, good candidate for it. Cause I had the interest in whatever. And, and the only other person that was really trained as much. Yeah, basically. for sure. Like Marlon, Marlon Ben could do a little, yeah. um, but only that. And even me at that point, it wasn't like so good it was like no no, no we got to hire like another shop guy and then you right. can you can maybe help him right uh there was a bit of worry there yeah but then michael just didn't retire and i don't know if that was the plan or whatever i think not i think thane just really liked michael because he was very detail oriented right and they tried they tried to hire another guy and honestly i think he just didn't work out i think he worked there for like a week this was before you came but yeah I think he worked there for a week and just didn't work out. Michael just came back. He was just like, all right, I'm obviously not going to leave you guys fucking dry. Right. So I'll just... And, and I, I mean, not like Asian specific, but like a lot of people in that generation, like even my parents and my grandparents are just like, they work until they die, kind of like around that. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. going to keep working. That's all they know. They'll work as much as they can. Sure. And then eventually they'll retire, you know? Yeah. I mean, he was what, dude? He was... Pretty old, like he was pretty old. He was spry, but he was yeah, bad breath. But like really, good. <laughs> you just gotta get that close. <laughs> um, yeah, he was he was up there. Um, so he, when that guy didn't work out, that was supposed to take over the shop. I, the situation just kind of kept on happening uh, of him kind of training me and me helping him. And I think at that point it was kind of more like, hey, maybe you have some potential here, mm -hmm. uh, and you should do it. Um, and man, let me tell you, there is like, in order to sustain that shop, there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen. Like, right. You were talking about the steps involved oh, and yeah, like, that's yeah, when yeah. you were, you that's were right. kind of shutting it off. Save it for the podcast. Yeah. So here it is. Step one. Um, so what goes through that shop is, uh, basic wood cutting, 
some building for like crates for art galleries or like uh, platforms for fireplaces basic basic stuff not nothing no basically no furniture making just yeah, fuck that. whatever people want to yeah, we, we do the cuts so that you can make the furniture. We do rough cuts. Rough cuts. <laughs> yeah, literally. You can make the furniture. Uh, but doors. Doors is specifically the, the big, that's the big, uh, you know, money money maker of the business, the bread and butter. Yeah, like the, we cut wood just because we sell wood. Like, that's yeah. not, like, kind that, of a byproduct. That's like in, exactly, exactly. But doors is the, the, doors is the things that we do specifically. And actually, this specific shop, um, if it's gonna, if someone needs doors for an apartment, there's a hundred of them. They're gonna go wholesale, right? And they're just gonna get these standard door, standard doors, um, uh, just come out of a factory. Um, so we do more like custom things, like yeah. The idea of standard is is foreign to us at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every once in a while we'll get lucky. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So that particular, that's just not something you jump into without some kind of education, and um, whether it be in, in schooling or I don't even think schooling, like schooling isn't even. You, know, you just, I don't think there's a school for this. Got to just figure it out. Yeah. Um, and so that's what's really interesting. Uh, Michael taught me, and I'm noticing this too as I'm kind of like more and more growing into his role. I'm I'm noticing these these steps. Um, well, I mean, you are his role now. Yeah, and so, so he said he's like. I said, Michael, where, where am I at in my training one day, right? And he goes, when you started, you are a boy. Uh, sorry, he has, <laughs> I don't know if this go, go, go. It's in my memory, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and then... Um, You're imitating him, not a stereotype. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just to be clear. I don't know, whatever. Um, and then he's like... Now, uh, now you're a man, uh, as in like an individual, um, somebody who understands, right? Yeah. Work, someone that's capable can work beside him. Yeah. Uh, and I said, so next step should be teacher. Right. And he's like, ah, there's one step in between. Um, first you need to be army. And I was like, army, that's interesting. What, what's that? And he's like, you have to know every position the man can be. I was like, I love this dude, man. He was so <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. And he's like, before you can teach, you have to know every role that a man can be. Right. So um, your only one role is what he was saying. Yeah. He's like, so you can do this. You can, you, basically you can handle assignments that I give you. Right. Uh, right. Uh, but you have to learn how to do all assignments right. first. I remember when he first started teaching me, um, needless to get into the uh, details, super de yeah, the big um, specific details, but uh, he would teach me like one part. He would teach me how to like hinge a door first, mm -hmm. and he just kept teaching me that over and over. I'm like, Michael, I want to know how to build the whole door. <laughs> Literally, Mister Miyagi. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, No, no. First, you paint the fence. <laughs> um, he he was like, Learn how to hinge the door really well, and then I'll teach you the rest. But I remember he went on vacation. This was a big thing. He went on vacation once when he was in the middle of teaching me, uh, and I just had to do it. And I'm like, Michael, before you go, can you please? Teach run, me at yeah. least the whole run over everything. Yeah, quickly. so I can kind of handle it. And for all the standard stuff, it was no problem. But then a couple like really crazy orders came up, super custom, very expensive doors, and um, and I just kind of had to do it. And I I didn't know. I was like, oh my god, like uh, we got through it. But I got a lot of help from Ben and Marlon, a right. lot of like theorizing, right. and we did what he could have done in like ten seconds. Right, but it took a, bit a couple days for sure, for sure. Um, so at that point, I was still, uh, I was still man, you know, I wasn't army army is, and this, this is where I saw his point. I'm like, I needed other people to collaborate, to understand right. this thing. And I was right. like, that's what he means. Everyone like, needed to like kind of logic it out yeah. and figure out exactly what needed to happen. But he's like, you have to be that person. You have to be all of those people at once. Right. And I was like, 
then it just hit me. And like so many times, you know, those people where like, they'll teach you a lesson in your past and you're like, yeah, I guess I, I, I hear you, but you don't really get it. Right. And then suddenly you go through this life experience and it's like, oh, that's what he meant. Right. And that was, that, that was that moment. In that context, I think you might still like, no, no disrespect to you, it's fine. but you're, you might still be in the learning the army phase. Oh, then. I agree. I totally right? agree. Cause I, the, I mean like. Again, no disrespect, but you're often coming back and like just kind of double checking with like me or Marlon is like, does this make sense? Yeah. Like, should I be doing this? Blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Not that we have any better ideas than you, but you want to like a double check. You want like another yeah. person to reaffirm what you kind of already thought. I want another army member, man. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and that's actually, that's specifically like, it's really easy to say uh, that you're a master. You're like, oh, I know the thing. Fine, you're a master. But right. it's like, are you a master in a master's eyes? I think mm-hmm. is the more important question. Yeah. And um, and it's it's a lot easier to be in the role and know you're not a master than to look at the role, look at someone else doing the role and being like, oh, I think you're a master. But it's always like, by, like people tell me about me, like when I play flute kind of thing, like, oh, you're amazing. You're doing this. But I know all the things I do wrong and all the yeah, things yeah. I can't and do. they don't right? know shit, right? And they, yeah, because like, they're they're an outsider looking in. They don't know how to play the flute already. Even somebody who knows how to play the flute a little bit is going to look at you and be like, wow, you're so good. But it's right. just that you're so much better th- than them. But like, what exactly. are you to somebody who's played flute longer than you? Exactly, exactly. Longer and more dedicated and mm-hmm. more like proper or like t- like um, conservatory talk kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So there, there's always leaps and bounds to go regardless of what step you're at. Yeah. And that's important. I think that, that differential is like, that's when you don't think that is when you stop learning. I think. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, when you assume you're the best, like you've, you've, you've kind of stopped. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's, yeah, it's a shame. That's like where it's arrested development. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. My definition, I think. <laughs> yeah. And there, I mean, I mean, I, I've learned, like I've done a lot of master classes with all these like top tier fucking artists mm-hmm. kind of thing. And all of them are just like, they're the exact same mindset. Like, I'm still working on this. I'm still working on yeah. this. I go to the other masters necessarily, learn other things that yeah. I'm still like, they're better at me than I am at them at this one specific Little version. Area. Yeah. Exactly. There's always, there's always something to get better at. Always room to innovate. Exactly. And, and uh, you, you might think that in arts, it's different than in wood because wood's a lot more like technical. Mm. So like at a certain point, like how close can you get to the dotted line? You know what I mean? Like, like you might think that it stops at a certain point in wood than it does in something more subjective, but there's always something that you can get better at and mostly more subjective or even just like someone coming in with a custom order. If you're better or, or like better in a subjective sense than someone else, you can think around the idea and maybe offer them better suggestions or like this might be yeah. cool, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, right? Exactly. There's like, always different ways to improve, even if it's a more technical side that you might think has a cap. Yeah, and that's and that's why I love Mr. Rhetorical because he, <laughs> he is the fucking anomaly, man. He is like, he's someone with the grandest ideas with the least amount of capability to handle them. Um, right. No disrespect. Uh, and that becomes the ultimate puzzle, right? I remember I was making this puzzle box um, for my girlfriend's dad at the time. Uh, and uh, I realized before I could make a puzzle that could be solved, I had to know every way it could be cheated. Um, right. So I had to like think, literally think outside the box. It was a puzzle box. Mm-hmm. And I had to think of every way that he could have solved it to make sure that he could only solve it in one, one way, way, but right. still have that one way be fairly uh, intricate and right. hard. Right. And that was a freaking project, yeah, man. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you think of all those like insane puzzles. Like, I don't know if you watch like magicians opening puzzles and stuff. Yeah, 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 I've yeah, seen yeah. a couple on YouTube 
and it's just like it's like just a fucking triangle and you're just like how do you open it it's like there's almost nothing i can do yet yeah. somehow this has to open yeah, yeah, yeah and the simpler it is the more the, amazing the it, is. it is yeah yeah exactly it's like somebody who really has just like solidified one simple idea and, and, and it's always something cut hidden off. inside yeah. the thing. And they cut off every avenue that you can take. That you can think of. Amazing. It's, it's, like, it's almost impossible to logic around, but you still have to logic something about it. Yeah, and that concept, that's like, um, and I think that's what's cool in woodworking, like a more technical thing, uh, is that like you make a logic puzzle, quite literally a logic puzzle, and mm -hmm. you can like make the logic very efficient so that there's only... Right. one solution in the world of a million possibilities and right. that's a talent man right but even so just cool. like we're trying to build a table how are the legs going to be there's a million different yeah, ways yeah. to you make want, a fucking do you table want metal? You want yeah yeah do you want it to be like an x or a z style or like you know what i mean like what kind of letters you like <laughs> well it's just like i mean like i got this fucking bullshit ass table right here i built that two by fours yeah <laughs> oh you built like, this too hey yeah i like this, this pre windsor uh yeah, pre Windsor actually. I got this at Home Depot. That's uh oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really just like how do I build this as efficiently as possible? And it's just like, well, I know how things work yeah. a little bit and uh I'll make sure it doesn't fall down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kinda cool, right? And it's funny that when you start to get that kind of knowledge, you look at the world differently, right? Like yeah. with doors, I'm like looking at every fucking mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I noticed all the little things. I'm, Michael talked about that too, where he he went to go renovate his apartment and like he only did it because he started as he learned more, he started to see the flaws and stuff. Right, right, right. And that's how like we were talking about like I even talked to Isaac about this a little today. That's how like baseboards more or less the only purpose of the baseboard is to hide flaws in the floor. Yeah, like the gap, right? Yeah. And freaking uh, the shoe molding is to hide the flaw between the baseboard and the floor. Like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just like, keeps layering. Yeah, and it's almost a style at this point. Like, you can't get around it yeah. where people have, like... Um, if there's not necessarily a need to be perfect and we're already assuming we're going to use baseboard anyways, because that's kind of the style that's been curated up into this point. Yeah. It's almost impossible to think of a house without baseboard, so at least in North America. So if you're already assuming you're going to have baseboard, you're assuming you're going to be able to hide the flaws in your gap. Yeah. So why make something perfect anyways? Nah, quarter inch for short, whatever. Exactly. But Isaac was saying that in Europe, in Mexico. Oh yeah. You, Mexico too. Well, he was saying in Mexico, sure. they don't use baseboard. Yeah. Or at least as far as he knows. Just flooring flush to the wall? Yeah, and he was like, in my house, it's just tile, and it goes right up to the wall. It's interesting. Um, I got a lot of the European builders. Um, Similar? Uh, they Well, they have, like, baseboard that's, like, embedded into the wall. Uh, and what? so, it, like, it has, a, it has a profile, right? So you can tell it's baseboard. But it's the wall? It's flush with the wall, with the drywall. So they'll literally cut So they the, do the drywall down to the baseboard. Yeah. And, like, and the floor is completely flush with it. Is it flush with it, or does it go underneath? Uh... Oh, I guess because that might just be a different gap they're hiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the true. Gap that's is now fair, further that's out. Fair. I actually don't know, but but I know it's all like flush and there's no um, right. There's yeah, no I seam. think it's just cl about being looking clean and no like. So you can have basically the whole thing is so that your dresser doesn't fucking have a gap behind it because you can put right. it straight up to the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit like that's that. fair. But yeah, I, I don't know. That's a good point. It could still does run it go under underneath the of that still. Yeah, but but yeah, just thinking about the layers and the construction of stuff is it's, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you said there was multiple steps to making a door. <coughs> huh? You said there was multiple steps to like making a door. Oh yeah, of course. No, but no, no. You I, said there was like four steps. Oh, this was me talking about the shop in general. Oh, okay. Um, so as I'm like teaching people, it was it, it was pretty interesting. Actually, today was a great example where I was teaching. Right, because Isaac was in the shop today. Isaac and Liam. So I was teaching. Right, but I, Liam was just doing crates, right? Yeah, exactly. But I was teaching him how to do right, it. Right, right, right. Fair enough. Uh, so teaching two people to do two different things was really interesting in the sense of like... Um, 
uh, where I saw myself and like, uh, in regards to like what role I fit, um, and where along this, um, scale that I fit from, right. from, uh, army to master when Michael and, was teaching me what he was going through. Sorry, go on. I'll, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, I don't want to cut off. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so Isaac, um, teaching Isaac to make the doors was like, uh, so I guess the first level is like, okay, you're doing wood cuts, you're doing rough cuts. Yeah. Um, boy. And you're making, uh, you're making crates or whatever. That's kind of like second tier of, of rough mm-hmm. cuts. Yeah. Uh, but then you get into the door stuff. Um, and there's, I can, uh, direct Isaac, uh, to make door stuff because he knows enough in general about it to be able to follow my instructions. So like being able to understand door language, I guess you would call step two after doing being able to do rough cuts. Right. And that kind of came along because he's now selling doors. So he already understands the language. Yeah. So that helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I can, you know, and then he has some shop knowledge, say the step one of, you know, cutting and making crates. Yep. He can so like, it's easier to put those two together. Yeah. So he puts those together and he makes step two, Yeah. which is uh, being able to build uh, doors under direction. Um, but I remember a very big difference in the next step, in the army step, I guess, um, of having no direction. Yeah, doing it yourself. <laughs> yeah, and like and here, just figuring it out. Here's the fucking paperwork. Here's the list of shit. Yeah, figure what it out. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um and there was that's, um, a, that's a, a big difference. Yeah, it's super it really is. And I remember not and that um, that's across the board in any sure. field, yeah, yeah. right? Like being told what to do versus like figure out a problem to solve. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right? Yeah. In any like scientific paperwork, like figure out a problem to solve and solve it. Be, do it yourself. You can be told what to do because you know the language. I had a very cool moment actually when I was in between when a customer came in with um, just some s- specific things with the door. Uh-huh. But Michael, uh, not having the best English, couldn't really understand this customer, but I was training with him. And so I like... So um, you were, ended up being the translator. Yeah, the interpreter. But right. what was really neat to me was the customer, the client would talk like for like, he gave me like two paragraphs of dialogue. And you summed it up in like probably like a yeah, sentence. a couple words to yeah. Michael. Michael was like, oh yes. And then he asked me something and then I re, I like opened that back up to the customer right. who couldn't understand what he meant. Right, right. And another Going two from like very general base terms into technical and then read turning out yeah. the technical, what do you need <laughs> into the general, like this is what it means in a general sense. Yeah. And that yeah, was, that yeah. was, that was so cool. So like when you can, so basically going from like vernacular to very like Latin speak kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And I can speak that dialect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now Isaac being able to speak that dialect can, uh, understand the words that I'm saying in order to get a job done. Right. But then you have to go to not speaking the language, but reading the language, the dialect, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to mm-hmm. read it, uh, to be able to get to that yeah. third step. And that's the crazy part. Like that's, the, that's something I, I have, much respect for it is remembering everything like there's so many things that go into just a machine to match that like it would be so easy to forget one thing and the door just wouldn't work yes and that still happens yeah Uh, machine to match being when we take an old door from somebody's apartment and we just make them a new one copying what their old door was exactly exactly one small thing will make the door just not work so many small things yeah, and there's maybe 20 things that you have to write down that have to be exactly perfect. So this is where this is the difference between army and master, okay? Um, this is specific. That's such a great example for it because um, understanding the 20 things is not enough. Um, uh, even so, so Michael went on vacation. Uh, oh, no, okay, okay. So Michael went on vacation. That's where I had to like, that's where I had the, that's where I understood that I wasn't at army yet because I was like, I have no idea what to do. I've ran into this hard problem and I literally have zero idea. 
Do you um, remember what that problem was by chance? Yeah, it was a double fur door. Okay. Uh, and it needed it was an exterior door. It was my first exterior door alone. You were you were hanging them? Yeah. Right. So he w- he was putting two exterior doors into the frame and making sure it fit into your new um rough opening, which is just like your studs, like your bare studs in your wall kind of thing. Correct. And so I had to build that whole thing. And uh it's very different from interior doors. There's a sill involved, there's an astragal, there's all kinds of things. Yes, I yes. had no idea what those measurements were. Right. No idea. No even clue. even oh yeah. Zero I remember clue. I remember like trying to sell like for the probably the first two months whenever someone said exterior, I was like, okay, Ben, you got yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I, got I this. There's like another twenty questions that I have to now learn that I just already learned the first forty questions to ask people for interior yeah. doors. And there it is on the on the sales end of going from from uh uh, from from man to master, I guess. You yeah, know, like, like yeah. being able to handle like. Well, it's like doors. it's like a completely different step because before it gets to you, we have to make sure we've crossed all the dots that like could it, go wrong. Like, it could go wrong, and then it gets to you, and you have to make sure it's built to what we yeah, have hopefully yeah. crossed all the dots on. And the, exactly, and there's a lot that can be lost in translation. Yes, yes. So I remember hitting this exterior door, and I was like, I literally have no idea what these measurements even need to be. I don't know what questions to ask you to ask the customer, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I needed Michael, and he right. wasn't there, and I'm like, holy shit. So me, Ben, and Marlon together, like, kind of just figured it out. Um, but it was quite the struggle, and it took me like two days when mm-hmm. this should be a maybe... a a two three hour job right which for you now is a two to three hour job yeah, it's potentially. fine it's totally fine um and uh so when he came back i was like oh my god there's so much that i don't know and i really at that point i really understood the master uh sorry the uh army role right. where i'm like but it also i'm sure ingrained in you what you are lacking yeah yeah which yeah. made your process into becoming the army much faster. And that's the point. I would assume. And this was super important a little bit later on um, in, in, in my growth of, of the shop. Uh, so he came back. I knew what questions to ask. That's exactly right. I right. knew what questions to ask because Michael is an amazing teacher in the way that he can take whatever dumb dialect that you're speaking of trying to understand his language and he can correct it. There, there are some teachers that are just like, this is the right way to do it. Do it this way. You're not doing that way. You're wrong. Yeah, very to the point. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that works for some people. But I'm like, well, I don't, there's a difference between like memorizing steps and understanding steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you just memorize what somebody teaches you, then you can do that forever. But if one little thing changes, then, and you don't actually understand why it is the way, then you yeah. have no idea how to adjust. Yeah. And that's very much the shop is there's so much freaking adjustment, man. Yep. And I'm sure that rings true for anybody listening. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like like so many like university classes, just oh, like yeah. memorize these three million definitions. Right. Don't yeah. worry about understanding them. Just m- make sure you know them with definitions. Yeah. And then in a week, you're going to forget them. Yeah. And hopefully it'll never come up in your career again. <laughs> yeah. then when they do, you're like, oh, shit. At which point you will then memorize them and learn what they mean and then you'd be like ah oh, yeah. this might have been useful 12, 12 years ago I and mean, it's kind of it's it's kind of cool to be practicing in that way of like oh i actually do need to learn this like when we did um i did an angle door which is probably my greatest challenge to date like a door mm-hmm. that goes underneath a staircase that has an angle cut out of it i mean you think it'd be as simple as um just cutting the angle like measuring yeah, yeah. it and being like okay this makes sense <laughs> yeah but it's not because the jam there's another 
whole dimension there where the door has to interact with the jam. Yeah, well, like when you cut an angle, one side of the jam is now longer than the other side of the jam, and that's not so easy to just figure out. Oh, my God, it's a whole... So, like, there was a whole Pythagorean and everything Mm -hmm. involved because you couldn't... um, Well, you could, and in fact, I did guess. (laughs) Um, My my thing is, like, why not just make it smaller, know that everything is smaller in Shimadin? No, because it's... uh, Well, it's not about that. It's about the angles of which the jam meets. You can't just make it... Like you sure you can make it smaller, but you still have to know what those angles are in order to make it that smaller. Right, where they align. But if you got close enough and then made it all smaller, like within maybe like an inch smaller on all the way around. So even if the angles were slightly wrong, it's all smaller, and you know that. Mm, but it's and then like, shim it in and baseboard it up. Yeah, but it's just not gonna look good. Like the fair the enough, angle, fair the enough. But like wrong, that would work. Uh, I mean, yes and no. It, right, but it, we want to make it look good. It just doesn't solve the problem. Fair like, enough. Fair it's, enough. It's a. <laughs> but it, the thing is, like, after we solved that problem and you guys did it good, you were like, "Yeah, never again." Uh, yeah, I feel differently though. That's a, that's a whole another story. I I don't want to talk about this for too too long. Fair enough. Um, but it was a cool. It was a cool. To sum it up quickly, um, at the time it was a nightmare. But afterwards, I'm like, I would do that again. You know, after I've had some time, to, right. to rest. And I'm like, you're like, I learned a lot. From ultimately, this. yeah, it was such a cool challenge to be able to mm-hmm. like say like I can do that now. Like, oh, like oh, I mean, I'm sure big companies do that, no problem. But like, right. like a little company in Vancouver, we're like we and I am like one of the only ones that does that. Like, mm-hmm. I've talked to two or three other contractors like big contractors in the city. And I'm like, what do you think about this? Well, how did you handle this? And they all were like, ah, fuck, I just figured it out. All right, here's what I did. And I'm like, I, if I did that again, I now right. I wrote myself notes and I memorized it. Nobody wants to do it again, including me for a while. But I'm like, now I know how to do it. Right. And I can like provide that service, you know? And right. it's like, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm kind of in a similar state right now where I have this customer from fucking Bangladesh who's oh, yeah. been, I've been talking back and forth through at least a month now. And we're kind of finally getting to the point where they might actually order like a large amount of lumber and they want to get it exported. And that's not really something, I don't know if Windsor Vancouver has ever exported something specifically. I know head office, Windsor Plywood does that, imports and exports goods somewhat regularly, but I've never dealt with exports and I, and no one in the building has ever dealt with exports. I've already <laughs> talked to Thane and Marlon, like mm. they don't know what's going on basically. <laughs> so I'm now having to talk to a bunch of different people of how this process works right. in totality. And I'm going to learn of all these like customs codes right. and like all how this. To get, like organic material across a border, right? Exactly. Like what is legal for them to even ship? Like what codes do I need to set so that it doesn't get tied up in customs right. for these people? And like how to do a wire transfer and having to learn all these <laughs> new things is like really, really interesting. And I was talking to Thane about it. He's like, yeah, just like talk to Hero at head office and like he's going to run you through it and he'll tell you where to go to talk to all these different people. Like you're going to, like he knows me, like you're going to love it. Like you're gonna you're gonna be really interested. It's really cool. Thane the boss and hero, I think, is the one who handles. Uh, he does. He does imports and exports, exports? in uh, at head office. Um, and it's. I mean, I just talked to hero for the first time today, and he was like, "Yeah, you're gonna talk to this guy. He's gonna tell you all these like prices and stuff like that." And then he kind of took me through some customs codes, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's so much." He said so many things, and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> how did you get that number?" <laughs> and there was like there was like a sixteen thousand page document that we like pdf did that you we just say sixteen thousand yeah like a page document that like. we just downloaded from the canada border services there's a lot agency, of information and it is like it's all just customs codes oh like God. if you're if you're exporting tea if you're exporting tobacco but what kind of tobacco is it is it is it tea from this plant or is it tea from this plant like 
there was so many different codes and everything that you're trying to export or import had to have this code. Whoa. And I was just like, holy shit. And he was kind of just taking me through and was like, okay, you're probably going to use one of these. And I was like, okay, well, do I just need one? Like, what if I'm <laughs> doing like oak and maple? He's like, yeah, you're going to need multiple codes Whoa. then. And I was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> like, there was so much. Um, but it's really fucking interesting. Yeah, isn't it's it? It's really cool. Just like learning something completely foreign to me. Sure. And it's like, and it's got the added bonus of like, I'm going to make a big sale. And like, yeah. I don't make any money from this sale, but it's really cool to like have big numbers put up on a screen. Yeah. Well, you know just, what I mean? and just what it feels like. I, I like, I made that happen. I moved that giant boat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I made some guy drive a boat across an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, that's interesting too, just on a world perspective of like how, why things are the way they are. Like, I assume it's all um yeah learning how complex the system is yeah. for like good reason in a yeah, sense like right? like you know that every like every sign was made because somebody fucked something up or, <laughs> like i've heard like i've heard that before yeah, and so yeah yeah so this, if we've you know gathered over the our time in history of exporting goods a sixteen thousand page document you know that's oh, like, like this is what every code wow is. <laughs> so this is how we keep people safe in a modern country yeah like, yeah yeah interesting and it's cool just to, just to learn that piece yeah. So I had a question. Um, you were you were teaching both Liam and Isaac about this, yet Correct. you're fully um, admitting that you are still somewhat in the army step. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. How, how do you find teaching other people relating to how you're understanding it? Because in my experience, whenever I've taught people, like I've taught people in flute, I've taught people in oboe and I've never fucking played the oboe in my life. But every time I teach someone, I notice that I learn the concepts that I'm teaching better. Yeah, a hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because you have to be careful, right? Mm -hmm. You have to like make sure that. And you... when you're explaining it to them, I assume I expect that sometimes you're explaining something and then you stop yourself and you're like, "Wait, are these bad habits that I'm doing? Are these bad habits? Did I just say something that's not necessarily true?" And you have to think about it. And you're like, "Okay, wait, this is actually for sure what I'm saying." And you like you're going slower because you're like, "Okay, I have to make sure what I'm saying is actually true." Yeah, and it's you, not just something I'm thinking about or yeah, something that I said. True, or a shortcut, or a shortcut. Exactly, that you've taken exactly. over time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and you catch yourself. Um, and especially with tools, like you want to keep people safe, right? Yeah. I'm like, like it's <laughs> yeah. it's like a no, you can't argue with a table saw, man. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, somebody's like the responsibility of somebody else's like injury. Right. I'm not going to say life. That's way too dramatic. But well, it like, could be. Um, yeah. I don't I, know, like something. my, my brother got a fucking hole in his abdomen. Oh my God. From, from. From the saw kicking back. Oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's like it's, a piece of wood shot back. It didn't like go all the way through, but he like punctured oh, his yeah. fucking stomach. It'll happen. It'll happen. Um, yeah, and things uh, also things you forget, right? Where you're like, I think I've covered it all, and then like something will happen. I'm like, oh fuck, I didn't cover that. Like I forgot, but like the consequence right. is drastic, right? And even know, one small be. thing could lead them to being um, ignorant about uh, the, yeah. the consequences yeah yeah until they learn it firsthand right yeah which I is remember, not um, something you want to do with the tools no, yeah. like, i know so many people with half a thumb yeah 100 right <laughs> I, I remember lawrence uh, another co-worker of ours in particular was cutting very very small things on a table saw and i was really scared for him like i was like oh mm -hmm. man that just makes me nervous he's like why it's fine see look it's fine should i be nervous uh, i'll try it and then he tried it and it worked and it was fine and then he had this false confidence yes uh and then he's like i don't know why you're so scared and then it happened the table saw fucking caught through it fucking put a hole in the wall and he's mm -hmm. like oh and it's a very humbling <laughs> lesson yes. you know yes. it's like that hole could be in me that could have been very much worse um so uh so yeah to, to answer your question um and to speak more to that um 
totally aware. And I think this is, this is truly where the master's starts is when you can, that's kind of the next level. Um, to kind of go back to what I was saying earlier, um, there's a couple times that Michael, Michael was trying to retire for a long time, as we were saying, and mm-hmm. he, he went on vacation where I kind of learned, you know, the, the next step to be, uh, to be army where I had to learn all myself. Uh, and then he, he, uh, effectively retired like maybe a year ago. Uh, and I was on my own for like three months and I, he, I remember him saying, you can text me anytime, um, that you need help. And there, you? Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, at the beginning, kind of more than I thought I would, there was like, just really specific combinations of shit that happens where I'm like, oh man, I know all the parts individually, but I don't know how they mix yet. Right. So I need some help here. But it was like way less frequent. And you would always text back. And then um, uh, I started to pride myself in not needing to text him, not needing to ask him. I just knew I could just mm. understand the individual elements enough to understand what combinations those elements would right. make. So do you feel like you were getting to that kind of false confidence then? Uh, in the... S- n- yeah, I guess because I didn't know it until I needed to text him, right? Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I know. But in the sense of like, you started priding yourself on not needing to text him, but maybe you should have. Oh, uh, that was before. Like, uh, oh, no, I'm just getting to that now. And now I truly understand like uh, all the elements uh, separately that I can put them in any combination <laughs> that the world throws at me. And I can right. be like, I got this. And that's truly, I think, what you need to run the shop individually is like, there's no rule book. There's no schooling, like you were saying. There's like, mm-hmm. figure this shit out. Here's some. Here's something that somebody thought of in a dream. Yeah, it's and, one of those um, things that you can only learn from someone else who already figured it out. Uh, or, or more than that, it's it's now you're the one to figure it out. <laughs> um, right. But my, I mean, when you were learning, uh, when I was learning, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you, like no one could have thrown you in a shop and said figure it out without prior oh, like no way teaching. No way. Like there, there um, would it would take way too long and be way too costly. Oh uh, yeah, you would, and you I don't would, even you would you simply would, just never be figure it you out. You wouldn't get anywhere. Yeah, like it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and this disorder that we just did uh, with the the fur doors and all that routing is exactly that. Like M-lock. making the jigs. Uh, and, and drilling these holes so precisely without the hardware, mind you, is like, that's like, I felt, I felt good about that. Cause it's right. like, I'm, I'm, I feel good about being confident to send out these thousand dollar doors. Yeah. And there was multiple times where you came to me and it was like, are we sure? Yeah. yeah. And we had to like, kind of talk through it and like go through like, okay, here's the schematics. Okay. This should work. Like, and we like, we talked back and forth like, why wouldn't this work? Um, yeah. are you sure we can't get it? And it was like kind of too late. And we were just like, okay, if we just like logic this out and we just think about it for a little bit longer and it happened maybe two or three times and it was like, okay, this should work. And I was like, are you confident? And you're like, yeah, I'm confident. Yeah. And it's like understanding that like needing no crutches basically, like mm-hmm. needing no, uh, no hardware, no, like, like you can ask all the advices you want, but at the end of the day, it's, it's on you. It's on me. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, I'm the one who's going to machine this and send this out for this very specific hardware Yeah, uh, on like that a thousand dollar door. And it's like, but I look at it and I'm like, I'm not worried at all. Cause like, that's exactly what these like specs say it should yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. It is. And you more or less just need the reassurance that everything was going to be okay. Yeah. Always. I just, yeah. I just need you to pat me on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as well, I mean, like, like it, grinding was, away. it was like you came with a problem and we looked at the specs and we're like, okay, this should work as yeah. long as we do this. Yeah. We figured it out. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, and yeah, there's, I guess there's a big difference. I, you know what? I think the difference between army and master is being the one to need the answer, uh, before you can move on versus the confirmation from somebody else of what you already know. Yeah. I, I think yeah, that's the difference. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
so going back to the teaching question, sorry, about teaching Liam and Isaac at the same time at different levels. Uh, that's where the master keeps growing. I think when, you're a master when you know that you will never stop growing. I think you're always trying to reach like the top of a mountain when you're when you're a kid, when you're a man, when you're an army. But it's kind of like you're now self-directing your teaching. Yeah, you're you're like building the mountain, man. You're like you're uh, you're not climbing anymore. You're like building. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and the oh no, yeah. no one else is telling you what to learn. Yeah. Anymore. And nobody else could. Nobody else like. I remember the first day. Like I asked Thane and Marlon for advice, and they're just like, just like your thing with the with the uh, with the uh, exporting internationally. They're like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I've reached the peak of the, the, the quote unquote smartest person in the room. Right. I, I <laughs> right. now have to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah, I now have to figure this uh, out myself. This is like on me. And it's like a really interesting responsibility that like, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know about anybody else, but like, you know, in my early twenties, I'm like, this is not a thing that happens. Like there's just other people I can always go to. Right. Right. Uh, to call I'm like, now I'm the guy. Like, yeah, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. okay. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's do it. Let's go. You know, let's figure it out. And, yeah, yeah. and it's not small things, right? You're not talking about building a sandcastle on the beach. You're like, I mean, I guess this isn't so dramatic either. Where it's like, is your house going to look like shit or not? Um, you know, in, in regards to like, oh, we're negotiating. Well, I mean, some people have like firm deadlines, right? Like I have a tenant moving in. Like I need, I need there to be a bathroom door. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm angry because I peed in front of somebody as opposed to like, like, like yeah, world fair peace. Enough, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if they don't have a bathroom door for a week, like yeah. they're going to get over it eventually. Yeah. But awkward for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's ruining someone else's day when we necessarily didn't have to. Uh, yeah. Right. We could have avoided that if we, if we were better previously. Yeah, it's cool. Which is just a, you know, part well, of the process. Yeah. And also and just, um, I'm thinking more about, huh? I was just saying mistakes happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, money. It's like, at that point, I think it comes down to money. Like, yeah, like, for true. For true. Uh, somebody's, somebody's paying for it, you know? And like, yep. it's, yep. um, mistakes happen. Uh, and then sometimes they cost way more. <laughs> um, yeah, very true. Which is fine. That's just the, you know, the world, but it's like, yeah. of course. You, and no one wants to be at fault. Yeah. Nobody. Uh, uh, but you know, the reality is, is, uh. Um, somebody's paying for it, um, which is fine too. You know, in the end, that's fine. It all blows over, but it's like, well, let's try not, let's try not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's just, let's save everyone money, which is, I mean, everyone wants that nowadays. Um, to a small degree, I had this roommate, right. Who would just always, uh, uh, she would feed my cat and she would always break the dish. And every I, time she fed the cat, she not, broke the not dish. Not every time, but quite often. And How? I like, I don't know. And like, <laughs> I was like, I just I keep buying these, and like, I could, of course, just could have easily bought uh, a non-breakable like a dish, kind yeah. of thing. But yeah. he like, he like, my cat ate out of this, in such a like, he would just fucking scoot across the floor as he ate it. Anyway, it was just this dish that like stayed still, but it was just this glass, and not glass, it was like porcelain, right? That I, I just liked, so I just kept buying it. I'm like, oh, no problem, it happens. But then like once a week, she would break it, and I'm like, really, like again, like, and I was like, well, why is that? I'm not gonna fucking you know cry over spilt milk. But I'm like, why is it that I didn't break it for so many years right. and you break it once a week? Like, what's going on in your mind? <laughs> yeah, like, how is happen? this happening? So I think this, like, discipline of uh, of um, being, uh, what's the right word? Like, gentle, careful. Careful, cautious. Uh, just discipline of being mindful. 
of of stuff uh, I found to be important for me, um, and it helps in this job doing shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Always taking a step back and be like, "Am I sure?" Yeah, and like, uh, I'm just like, "Hey, man, like, I don't want any pride to be in the way. I don't want any whatever. I just don't want to cost you a thousand dollars for an yeah. easily avoided mistake." Yeah, um, and that's cool. That kind of like discipline in my life, at least, is is uh, it feels like growth, you know, like. Uh, so I appreciate like shit like that. Yeah. Um, just like maybe you're, um, you're exporting good stuff. It's like, Oh man, that's such like, yeah. Well, it even affects us. Like when we're ordering things, like if we make a mistake, like it costs Thane and Kirsten money. Yeah. Like it literally costs them money because yeah. they own the business. Out right? of pocket. Yeah. And like they pay for all of our mistakes. Yeah. And it's pretty easy when you don't have to. Right. But someone does and like, yeah, it's them yeah. all the yeah. time. And, and it's a small business more or less. And, and it's, it's like, like hmm, guess you're not eating tonight. <laughs> yeah, and it, like we're much closer to them than maybe like a big corporation would be. So it feels bad when we make a mistake and they literally have to pay for it. Yeah. However well off they're doing or not, like they they are still paying for it. Yeah. Hundred percent. And like just like a slip of the hand is like that's a you know, here's a fine for a thousand dollars. Yeah, I yeah. Pay like, attention you, enough. Here's five parking tickets in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like sorry, uh, happy birthday. There's nothing else I can do about this. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Excellent. Go on. Excellent. You had something to say. Um, you had something to ask. What? You had something you had wrote oh. down in your phone. Yes, to talk sir. about later. So when we were on our way um, to your house, oh, I do say it. <laughs> um, when we were, I just did it again. Shut up. Doesn't matter. <laughs> keep going on. We'll fix it later. <laughs> you'll kind of you'll no- keep getting better at it. I'm just noticing. That's super interesting. Right. Just way better for like listening. It was weird. Like, <laughs> I just said like, um, <laughs> you you hear it in like in school whenever a teacher starts like talking, mm. they'll always have filler words and you'll just be like to your side friend. You're like, what if, what if you just counted how many times he said, well, <laughs> and you start counting it and, sure. and it's just, it's a lot. Like, I just got to 27 ums. And now that's all I can hear is him saying, um, yeah, and I'm what's the lesson? Everything. Yeah, know. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You can't even, you can't even hear it now. Cause all you're hearing is, um, 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 well, and a bit of, um, and a little bit of, um, a lot of cuts on the ums. Yeah, exactly. We just gotta we just gotta cut all the filler words out. It <laughs> sounds so natural. It'll sound so natural. <laughs> <laughs> on the way here, we started having a conversation about your Facebook friends. Um are seeing people who turned into a certain type of Facebook friend. Oh, so yeah, everyone knows everyone knows that Facebook like it's usually older people now. Um, that just bitch on Facebook. And that's kind of what Facebook has kind of become. And we all know it, like the people that rant or want to tell their friends how they're doing and they'll have a huge long paragraph every time they post, how they're feeling, what they want to talk about. And it's become just this like community diary. Um, Community diary. Right. And and that's... Do you think it's a bad thing? Do you think it's a good thing? uh, Not necessarily. I mean, Facebook has become kind of toxic, but so has... Twitter, so anything is, online. So is most things online. Um, I think Instagram has kind of saved itself from that, but it's still bad regardless. Mm. Um, and so we, I mean, everyone knows that Facebook stereotype, basically that person on Facebook that does that shit. And I was starting to notice somewhat recently people you went to high school with that started to become that 
Facebook diary type person. Like they fell into this archetype. Yeah. And I, and I might be somewhat different in this sense because uh, growing up, we only like everyone in my generation was only really using Facebook. And I find even now the people that I was going to high school with, a lot of them don't even use Instagram all that much. Um, unless they're a lot younger. So maybe I'm the wrong person to talk about this, but I do find myself seeing a lot of like specific people from high school becoming that Facebook diary type person. Mm. Whereas like a lot of people, even people my age, now that I'm in Vancouver, none of them ever really used Facebook when they were that young. Mm. So I don't know if it necessarily translates, but I'm, I'm assuming you've seen this too. Yeah. Where like people you went to high school with or something like that. Like I didn't, I didn't, I haven't seen this person in a while. Oh, and now they're becoming this person. Yeah. And it's cool just to see that like kind of evolution of like, everyone's going to gravitate to that stereotype if that's kind of what they become regardless. Yeah. And Facebook just becomes an outlet for it. Exactly. Yeah. Cause that's exactly where all of it lives. So why not breed into it? Like if that's what you yeah. gravitate towards, you wouldn't do it on Instagram really. Yeah. Necessarily. Uh, I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, I have a, a relationship I, i'm not so much on facebook but like you know more than definitely more than you um and i like uh, i don't i think i post a big thing like a big like oh here's my feelings or whatever like maybe once every two years mm -hmm. and it's like um uh, i post like a long thing usually like just a thought i was having or whatever and it's whenever i guess it's whenever you want validation or you just want to share right and but in general i'm not a big fan of it at all i think just figure your shit out internally figure shit out with like your close friends i think i think i thought it was kind of weird to post it on facebook because i'm like what do you want validation from strangers like likes like what is that doing for you and is that, is that empty is that right yeah um and that's but I think you had a you had an experience with a, an old roommate or a current roommate I can't remember yeah so who, who felt the exact opposite right yeah and he articulated it very well my current roommate he said uh, I like posting stuff and sorry if I'm butchering your point if you're, mm -hmm. uh, his point but he's like I like posting stuff because it's like a, a way to get it out and it's like I'm like well what about just like regular diary and he was just like but like until you're um, having other people listen to your experience then you're not really experiencing it and uh, i thought that was an interesting perspective where it's like it's like it, it completes it and he's like i don't need anybody to comment or to like it or whatever he's like when i just put it out there and i know people will hear it then i feel like i've i've completed it i've like fully it's like a full circle where it's like i feel like that would be better done in therapy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And maybe people use it like that, you know? Fair. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe it just it gives them. But um, he was like, just being able to put myself out there to have people um, uh, just hear me and like know who I am and they can reach me when they want. Like he's like, it's ba he's basically just making it an option <laughs> to, um, to connect with him. And I thought that was kind of interesting because I have a friend... Um, who does this too she has a lot of health issues like she got lyme disease when uh, she was a little younger and she just shared her experience online she has a bunch of youtube videos explaining it mainly trying to reach out to other people going through a similar thing mm -hmm. uh but she shares her experience and, and the reason why she said she did this is because she's like 20 30 people ask me about it and i get tired to tell the same story i don't want to relive this story of like my health issues so i just put it all online people can go access it there if they want i thought that was another interesting use of it that is an interesting point because you hear that come up a lot on youtube at the very least mm -hmm. people kind of monetize 
something that happened to them. Right. And whether they wanted to monetize it or not, that was an option. And it's a lot more celebrated on YouTube, I think, than it is on Facebook. Sure, yeah. People kind of have this, like, dislike of Facebook. Facebook, yeah. It does have that negative connotation. But it's also probably because of everything else that Facebook has done. (laughs) (laughs) Some some ties there. Yeah, yeah. Um, So maybe it's just the platform you do it on affects how people view it. That's an interesting concept in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. Like journeys and stuff and like vlogs. Yeah. But it's also... YouTube is like... Yeah, I mean, people... I think people... Um, take a lot less meaning to YouTube comments than they do to Facebook comments. Like everyone is really worried about Facebook comments, well, but Facebook everyone is like only comments. Basically. Yeah. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of comments on YouTube videos, but everyone pretty much disregards them. Yeah, yeah. Whether like you read them or not, like everyone's like, okay, that's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just going to happen. Cause Whenever it happens. Sorry. Cause it's like about the video. It's about right? the video. But Facebook right. has no video, but the Facebook is almost like and not necessarily true all the way around, but it's almost like every post you make is waiting for comments to happen. Well, it's also and Facebook kind of supports stuff comments that is very divisive, and it kind of mm. up it pushes them up in that's the algorithm. True, that's true. And then like the comments become the center of focus. Well, Facebook is, is what you say is the com- like. I mean, you post a comment to be commented on, right? right it's not right, like right. in YouTube you post the comment. YouTube you post the video and the subject, and then people and that's are like, the main star. Yeah, like I don't, I don't. It's probably I, the difference there. Very, very seldom read YouTube comments. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, but same. fairly frequently I'll see some stupid post on Facebook and look at the comments just <laughs> to see what's happening. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's interesting just to hear people, um, like even, I don't know, I'm getting to this point. I'm assuming you're feeling the same of like, you can kind of step back from your opinion, um, like your initial opinion and the feelings about a subject Mm -hmm. and be like, what do people, what's the whole spectrum? Right. I'm curious what what is happening here. And like, and even even on Facebook, that's not, that's not the whole spectrum. Well, no, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) It's just interesting to, you know what? I was walking, I don't know if this is controversial but huh okay go on uh i was walking through one of the the protests that happened in vancouver about the uh vax passports and um the crowd just came and i was just sitting in a restaurant i just saw it come down the street right and i was like just intrigued by the energy like uh i just fought so i followed them right um not not like marching i was making any statement i was just just observing yeah uh and then they dispersed and um I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's over. And I started walking away, but all the people with the signs and whatever were going in these different directions, and I just went in one direction. And this woman was carrying a sign uh, who felt strongly about uh, the subject in one way. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. another guy just on the street just reacted to her sign, what it said, and just started uh, arguing his opinion. And she argued hers, and there was this like energy, man, this conflicting battle of opinions and energy. Were um, they yelling? Uh, they were raising their voice. I'm not going to say yelling. They, they were both okay. respectful enough of one another, but it was right. getting not to just start screaming, getting borderline there. You right, know? right. Um, they were both on edge. On one, on one side, she was actually quite calm. Right. About her more controversial, controversial opinion, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, "No, no, 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 you're wrong. I know you're wrong, and I'm yeah. very upset about it." I find that happens more with the more controversial opinions. Those people are. Calmer. For whatever reason, more level-headed. Yeah. Even though, like, they're very much against the grain. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone else who is like, no, like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I don't think people can handle what they perceive as crazy. I think that's kind of it there. Whereas if you, um, 
are perceived as crazy. If you're perceived as a villain, you're like, what, what do I need to fight? I'm already, right, right. You know, have, like, I already unquote, have you guys all against me. Yeah. I've quote unquote lost the battle. So like what? Right. What? Uh, and it's, and it's weirdly more effective to be calm when you're trying to totally argue and, with and that emotional. And she actually, one of her comments was specifically about that. She was like, ah, see that what you just said there. And then when you started to raise your voice, that's, that's no emotional. We've now lost the point. And this is where I just felt this, I felt this intrigue. I just like, I felt this energy, you know, so to speak, wash over me of these two people conflicting. Mm -hmm. And I was very intrigued by it because normally I was literally right beside her walking in pace with her. And I almost felt this weird, like if I'm walking in pace with you, then I must be agreeing with you. Right, right, right. But I was like, that's dumb. And I'm not going <laughs> to react to that. I'm just going to keep walking where I want to walk. I'm not right. going to involve myself in this situation by being right. reactive. I want to stay as, as the observer. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I felt it was quite powerful this feeling, uh, not of any one way or the other, but of just this washing over me of washing, watching this conflict. Um, right. and, and particularly what struck me was exactly what you just said. Uh, she, with the more controversial opinion, seemed to be just much more calmer. And this guy who I would say I agreed more with of like, no, do, do all the right things. You know, I, I don't want to be too specific. Right. Um, uh, do all the things that I agree with. I'm like, yeah, I agree with him more, but he 100% is getting quite upset. Right. <laughs> um, right. And I'm like, dude, man, you got like, like just chill. Like, yeah, you know, why do you need to argue? It's so bad if you, yeah. you know, agree with it. And then she, uh, and so like I was agreeing with his points, but agreeing with her energy. Right. And I was like, wow, this is just interesting. Like how is this backwards? This is so just backwards. an experience. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, so that Facebook thing, uh, I don't know why it reminded me of it, uh, but my mom moved. Oh yeah. Yeah. Seeing your friends fall into patterns. Um, mm-hmm. so you'll see people who are predisposed, let's say to writing Facebook poetry. Um, uh, it's interesting to see them grow into themselves and have a platform like Facebook that, uh, accentuates what was already there, um, that they can grow into. Uh, my mm-hmm. mom, I used to live in Ontario. Hey, cheers. Cheers, <laughs> so Ontario. Uh, we're out of alcohol. Well, when did you, what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, cheers, Ontario. We're out of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> when did you uh, leave? What age did you leave Ontario? Ontario? Oh, yeah. I got here in December 2018. Right. So yeah, you were not that long ago. Yeah, it's been almost um, three years. So my mom moved us, moved us me and my sister, uh, when I, I was 12, she was, I guess, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, she moved us out here because she wanted us to Vancouver uh, because she wanted us to have more uh, opportunity in like new job. Oh yeah, because you were pretty north Ontario. <laughs> yeah. You are like around Sudbury, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. So specifically Sudbury. Oh, you oh, were in Sudbury? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. That's not that north, I guess, but... It's, I mean... It's up there. Most people don't even know where that is. So, <laughs> so it must be north. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I understood, and I was like, sure, that makes sense. But like, as an adult, uh, looking back at my old friends, uh, the occupations seem to be nickel miner uh, and drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was yeah. like, whoa. And well, that's that's similar to mine. Sorry to cut you off. Um. In small towns, it's very trades. Yeah, very much trades or <laughs> illegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even even I, I mean, maybe not as much as yours may have been. But mm. illegal was was like more of an occupation for t- teenagers and like young adults, sure, and then quick, everyone grew into a trade, basically. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Checks out. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting to. So I guess the 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 connecting point there between her moving us out 
uh, and Facebook poetry is... Um, People you remember from your old town? Or no, old city, I guess? Predisposition, like situational selection. Like the situation that you're in kind of... Decides uh, what you're going to be? Yeah, to a, to a degree, right? Yeah, Like it has sure. a large influence. Well, that's why they say... Um, always look to improve your like relationships, like improve your friend group yeah, and stuff like that. You, like, Cause your you're always going to like kind of climb to what your group is doing. Yeah. So if, if your friends are all fucking deadbeats kind of thing, you're likely going to be a deadbeat as well. Um, just because that's who you're hanging around with and that's who you kind of become is who you hang out with more or less, which I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but, um, has rung true in a bit. Yeah, hundred percent with me too. And what's actually really interesting, speaking of being on the other side of things, uh, is your understanding of your own influence among your circle of friends and what yeah. are you bringing to the yeah, table. Yeah, very much so. Um, I find that funny because uh, it's weird. <laughs> a lot of times, people will mistake things about me. Like, like oh, you're, you're quite quiet. You're quite quiet about things. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't explain myself a lot and i don't really talk about my life very often and you don't need to you shouldn't yeah yeah to. it's not necessary i'll do what i fucking want i'll speak when i want to speak kind yeah. of thing um but people will mistake things about me like oh you're so like dedicated you're so like aggressive. <laughs> like how you they mistake my positive well no, no no not necessarily <laughs> that's the thing but they'll say all these things about me that's maybe hyperbole uh-huh and sometimes i'll correct them sometimes there's not necessarily a need to correct them because if they think that's what i am it can help them oh wow that was actually quite profound. <laughs> Damn. <you laughs> because know. in that same sense, if they think I'm this person, they may be trying to reach that as well. Right. And so why correct them? Why make them think yeah. I'm something less if they're trying to reach that? Totally fair. Even more, if I'm not that person, they may as well try and become that person. Oh, because it's like more about them than you at that exactly. point. Oh, exactly. Exactly. They don't necessarily need to know beautiful. that I'm not that amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> there's, and it's not, maybe it's an ego thing, but it's also like, Sure, become become what you what you think I am. That's so cool. Yeah, that's cool. I respect it. I had a friend uh, growing up. I always looked up to him. I always thought he was like a couple rungs ahead on the ladder, right? right. I put him on a pedestal, and uh, and we fought a lot uh, because I was because he challenged me, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't I didn't like it as a young young kid. Um, and uh, I, later on, we had a conversation where he was like, "What you think that about me?" That's what I thought about you. And I was like, what? And that was so <laughs> outside of my perception. Right, right. And now we have this very strong friendship where it's like, man, yeah, you encouraged me to, to be bigger because I thought he was bigger than he was and he thought I was bigger than I was. Right. Uh, and then it just helped. Right? <laughs> yeah. like it was a like a weird long. competitiveness in a sense, right? Yeah. Of like we all we saw enough of ourselves in each other that we wanted to be the best versions of ourselves, even yeah. though that other person actually wasn't what we thought. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And that was fucking cool. That was just cool. Yeah, that's great. Nothing. This guy from Ontario? Uh, No, he's from Kelowna, actually. Yeah. This has been Rough Cuts episode. (laughs) Are we done? What time we at? I think it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, 111. We're good. Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been great. I love you all. It's been great. Good night.